1: radical intimacy with dominie drew we are back this wednesday it's good to be back i have been traveling and going all over the place and i'm thrilled to be home broadcasting with you guys here i am joined again by the esteemed josh midori thank you so much for being here love
2: Ooh, i like the esteemed title
1: yeah you, you like it when i esteem you
2: well, <laughs> oh, that sounds so sexual. <laughs> I can't believe how we just went there instantly. Really? Talked, you can't? Uh, <laughs> show about intimacy <laughs> and going straight to sex. That's so weird.
1: <laughs> so we like to talk about, you know, fucking and then also about more mature spiritual therapeutic topics because let's face it. Those two areas of life are my favorite. And they go hand in hand. They do go hand. Let's talk oh, about where your hands are going, <laughs> but let's not talk about where yours have been. Okay, moving right on from there. You're all welcome for that. <laughs> so, we are broadcasting live at DemonSeedRadioNetwork.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, <clears throat> for today, we thought we would delve into, uh, space and relationships. So what do we mean by that? Space and relationships. (laughs) There is a concept, which I know a lot of people have, especially guys. I know guys, you often feel like you're kind of being drowned by your girlfriends. Um, You're, you know, that she, she wants to be together all the time or she wants more commitment than you do. And there's like a lot of sort of pressure around all that shit. And, you know, for a sustainable relationship to work, And I mean a good one. I don't just mean everybody should be in a relationship and monogamy is the best way or any of that bullshit. I mean a relationship that makes you happy. So whatever that means, whether or not you want to see your girlfriend three times a week or seven days a week is totally irrelevant. It just matters that you find the the girl who's on the same page as you. And same thing for you ladies out there. You know, um, not everybody wants to be in a committed relationship and see each other every single freaking day of the week. And some people do. Well said. Thank you. That's a really important thing that I think a lot of people miss about relationships. You know, I have a lot of people who um, who talk to me about um, about their relationships and they're bitching and they're bitching and they're bitching. way, Sorry, I'm a little bit loud in my own ears here. There we go. Um, and they're, you know, complaining about their relationships and complaining about their relationships. and um, And I'm sitting here talking to them and, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, and I will often say this out loud because that's what you get if you're friends with me. I'm like, you realize that relationships are voluntary, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Like, if you're just single and you want to be in a relationship, like, that's great. You don't have to be in a relationship. It's just like a voluntary thing. And the point I'm making with that is, if it's not fun, why the fuck are you in it right now? Like, legit. I mean, look, if you're married or you've got children or you've got, like, responsibilities in this world, then... You need to stand by your shit because that's the consequences of your actions, and and there you are. And so, make it work, and we're going to help you do that on the show. And you know, feel free to to call in and and ask any questions you have. But like, if you're single or you're in a relationship that you're just not thrilled with, and you've got no <laughs> nothing linking you to this person, then like, you know, you need to you need to up your your standards for for the people that you spend time around. If your relationship, if you're finding yourself bitching about your relationship more than you're you know, that you're, what would you say? Whatever, singing from the mountaintops about it. <laughs> you're like expressing how excited you are to be in it. Take another look.
2: Yeah, I think we were going to talk about this later, but I think it's appropriate to just briefly mention that you're not always going to like each other. So it's yes. not a, um, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And I think it speaks to your original point of, of you know, if you're in a committed relationship, don't just quit for no reason,
0: because
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's an, another whole. Because
1: you've made a vow. That yeah, means something. yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, honor your commitments, but at at the same token, don't sit in in <laughs> misery. Yeah, for for long periods of time, there is going to be definitely some uncomfortable, you know, awkward. Just there's work to relationships.
1: <laughs> awkward elbowy sex. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and and yeah, <laughs> metaphorically and maybe literally. Yeah. You know? So there's there's not it's not always going to be perfect. But at the same token, don't. I think what you're saying is don't. If the the net total of what you get from the relationship is less than what you give, then it's appropriate to get curious and figure out either how to make it better or get the fuck out. Or
1: get the hell out. Yeah, exactly. If it's not fun, don't do it, okay? Again, if you have no, you know. Overall. Yeah, overall. overall.
2: And, and and you know, whatever time period you're talking about, you know. With children, I will give you that perspective that, you know, for the first two years of a child's life, it's gonna take a little bit of just you know pull your pull your pants up and tighten mm-hmm. your belt and just you know we're gonna get through this. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I think that's a, that's not a you are not necessarily doing it wrong to have a little to to not have as much. You're not getting as much from the relationship during that period because you're both giving so much of each other, yeah. of yourselves to this new life that just will die without you know constant. <laughs> Yeah,
1: you know what? That's actually great. Give us um, give us some insight about this because jo- uh, Josh here is married. Um, he's not married to me, in case anybody's <laughs> <we just laughs> may not have clarified that early on. We're just really good friends. He does have kids. Um, and he's, you know, I can confirm he's had to put a huge amount of of work and commitment into his life, and every time, um, if I may say, has has dug down deeply and recommitted himself to. Not only to just doing it, like putting your head down and getting through it, but to like growing from it and evolving through it, and has done a, a job that I have, I think, seen rarely equaled in my experience.
2: Oh, that was a very sweet compliment. I appreciate that's that. very true. Um,
1: yeah, I, so I,
2: I think that there's oh, it's you know, balance is the is the ideal would be where I would say just to kind of start the conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Giving and we're going to talk about this in depth, but giving more of yourself than you're getting, or not necessarily getting, but uh, more of yourself than um, you can handle, maybe be a better way, or that's not sustainable for you is not a good thing. I'm not at all talking about something that is basically codependent. Maybe this is a good segue to what.
1: Yeah, we'll get we'll get there for sure.
2: But just you do have you do have a lot of work when there are small children involved, and it's just I think. I think it would be better for us to kind of, I say us, people that have young children to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. The club. That, yeah. To <laughs> they just, aren't, to acknowledge that it's not going to be like, you know, adventures. It's not going to be spontaneous. There's a big shift and you're just going to have to learn to live with that for a short period of time. I'm not talking about like six, eight years. I'm talking about, you know, zero to a year and a half. Mm-hmm. There's just an, incredible amount of <laughs> just taking care of another being. Because I mentioned it to a friend. The best way I can kind of say is imagine if you will, you know, you had someone like hurt so badly that without attention, they'd basically die within like half an hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's that's kind Think of... Think
1: about that. Think of the level of responsibility that is yeah, to really hold something's life in your hands. Yeah. I and mean, that's really what you're doing. Yeah.
2: And I mean that can also overwhelm so <laughs> new parents that haven't had any sleep for a week I, I would say <laughs> just like don't don't hold that in your you know <laughs> that could get a little scary um but it, it is something I I hope I'm doing a, be- a good job of not making it seem like so morose but I think if you expect to have this fairy tale life where you know you put the baby to bed and then you go have coffee for you know 4 hours and just talk and you know Wait, is that not how it works? No, it's not. All right, forget it. I'm out. Yeah, fuck that. uh, And and I think that there's a a good. It's good to know that about yourself, (laughs) Domini. No, I'm I'm
1: nothing if not (laughs) self-aware.
2: So I think that's good to know. And the only thing I would say from the perspective, and and then I'll leave it. This is just to um, what we're going to get into is being careful to be mindful. It's creating space to be mindful and we'll hopefully let's let's segue because I feel like I'm getting into kind of the meat of
1: it. Not all, it. I think that's really great. And I think, you know, our our readers our, reader, our listeners may not know this about me, but I'm not I'm not super um, you know, child and family minded personally. It's not a it's not a goal of mine anymore. Um, and I'm ha- very happy with that. And that's a really important perspective, you know, most people on the planet breed at some point in their lives. And Spawn. I, spawning spawning <laughs> You were like
2: <laughs> breed
1: (laughs) (laughs) spawn their demon seed
2: (laughs) yes yes well named
1: holler (laughs) we love you demon seed radio we love you we love you (laughs) um and you know i know a lot of guys you know i i work specifically with uh, with single men uh who are kind of over the dating scene and are looking for um you know a a partner they want something real they they don't want to you know, meet strangers in bars. They want somebody they can fucking take to weddings and, you know, all their friends are getting married and having kids on Facebook and, you know, well, posting, I don't think you have children on Facebook. I don't know really the ins and outs of Facebook.
2: Facebook live. Yes. You almost could have a child on Facebook.
1: That is maybe not what should happen. But as you say that, I'm betting people probably have done
2: it. It's, it's been done. No, Yeah. I guarantee you.
1: People. Nobody wants to know that much about your life. You need to know that we are not that interested in your life or your vagina or your vagina. Well, depending on who you are, I'm interested in your vagina, but Josh isn't, he's married. Well, there's
2: just, (laughs) you know, there's a, I don't even know how to approach this topic. There's just, there is so much thing is too much information. What? Yeah, there really is.
1: You want to talk about my vagina? Is that what you said? That's what I heard you say. Josh, no, not live on the air. We're going to get kicked off. Oh wait, not this radio station. Nope, Never mind. No. <laughs> We're gonna we can get promoted. Yes.
2: <laughs> Satan Spooch Network.
1: Satan Spooch Network.
2: It's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, one of the things I I go in a little like I have little phrases that I use for periods of time, and for a while, anytime I liked something a lot, I'd be like, um, sploosh. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> like yeah. from Archer. Oh, it's a good show.
1: It's a really good show. Um, and. I, uh, I I really I really enjoyed sort of making that thing. I was trying to see if I could figure out how to make it a demon seed sploosh. Yeah. It's yeah. Like if a demon sploosh, if a demon splooshes in the woods, and no one hears it,
2: would you still slip and fall on it?
1: Would you still slip and fall on
2: it? <laughs> I just went sideways with that. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it <was laughs> out in the woods. What the what? <laughs> So once again, we are live on DemonseedRadioNetwork.com, doing demon splooshing <laughs> and then returning to deep spiritual therapeutic topics. Yes. Om. Oh. Does everybody out there know why people say Om in yoga classes?
2: Uh I do know the the history of it a little bit, but why in yoga classes?
1: Uh in yoga classes, so because it's a it's a it's a Hindi thing. Hindi thing. Right. And uh and the story of it is this, the, the whole sound, it's not just like an ohm, you know, people sort of make fun of it, like ohm, and they close their eyes and put their fingers together. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually, uh, it's, it's actually like a combination of all of the, all the vowels, it's actually ah And literally what it <laughs> is, is like if you, if you think of, of the entire planet as being um, vibrations in one form or another. And physical objects as just being slower uh, vibrations, right? So that you can actually feel them. You're you're looking super shady at me. What what
2: No, I just I love how uh, you're you're definitely getting it serious back to this. Oh yeah, thoughts. yeah
1: but then we'll move back, we'll back to demon splooshing in just a second. But yeah. meanwhile, uh we're here so so and and so if if everything is is a vibration and a vibration is is consequently a sound, right? Um, or could be imagined to be a sound, if, of course if it's not in the like auditory spectrum, then you may not hear it, but but the the belief in the in the uh, in that world is that, um, is that that Aum sound is the sound the, the fundamental vibration of the universe. It's the sound the universe makes.
2: Yeah, and I, I've heard it described probably ineptly, but it does kind of get, stumble to the point of that it's the sound that God made when He breathed the universe into existence. Oh, I like that. Yeah, is is how I heard it put to me. And I think that God, the God part is where I don't feel like it's very articulate because that carries so much baggage for so many people. And also it
1: didn't come from a Western faith in any way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah. Right. So far so before if you, it, it, it's It's Hindu. Very, it's very… Um, it's also in Buddhism. Yeah, it's a mantra and also in Buddhism. That's a big part of Buddhism as well.
2: I think it's very a very good way of saying it. If you come from an Eastern background, Mm -hmm. if you come from a Western background, then there's a whole lot of that you might have to unpack to get to the meaning. And that, and that's why I said it's inarticulate, but I I do like the idea of it is, it's the, the expression of everything.
1: Yes. And when you, and when you, um, you know, sacred sort of spiritual incantation. And when it's made, when you make the sound, the intention is to resonate with that. So you're basically connecting to, um, the Godhead. Yeah, basically. Except that sounds dirty.
2: Oh, connect with the Godhead. (laughs) You you know, that's exactly, I mean, that's... Can you give me Godhead? (laughs) Is it like gobsmacked, but Godhead? That sounds really amazing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you can totally, like, yeah, do you really... uh, Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) We may be somewhat off topic here, but... but I know, I'm I'm just thinking about,
2: I mean, like, you can sort of, like a clitoris a little bit, like you can kind of. I'm trying to like give head to a woman. Is more my mind went.
1: We could certainly try.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it would be.
1: I'm, a, I'm available sci- for I, people I, trying.
2: It, it would, you know, we really need to do some empirical. You know. Get yeah. Data. I think,
1: all right, guys, we're gonna be right back in four hours. Uh, we're just gonna do some research because we don't want to say anything on the air that's not 100 true. Right. So we're just gonna go check this out, and we'll be back. <laughs> Technical. Da, na, na, da, na. <laughs> just put that shit on repeat
2: <laughs> oh that wouldn't be annoying at all
1: I know right oh my god get me out of here
2: <laughs> if our readers or our <laughs> listenership went up that would be bad
1: that would be, <laughs> that would, that would be sad <laughs> that would be sad for us <laughs> <laughs> and would per- perhaps yeah <clears throat> anyways moving right on but our listeners love us because we haven't heard otherwise so, <laughs> yeah,
2: if you feel differently, please call.
1: <laughs> if we if you feel differently, fuck off. We don't want to hear from you. But if you love us, give us a call. It's great. Um, and if you actually do want to call in, we do want this to be a call-in show. Um, we like taking people's calls. We like, um, you know, hearing if you have questions and shit like that. You can always tweet to me at Dominey Drew. That's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y-D-R-E-W at Dominie Drew and uh or you can call us and our number is 708-793-7769 708-793-7769 uh, it's
2: the 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 69 part just like if it, it feels a little shady i have to say like it's just like <laughs> you can twitter Domini at and you can also yeah. get a hot breathy phone call at <laughs>
1: and And who would say no to that? I
2: know honestly, yeah,
1: so I would like to um I'd like to share something with our listeners, which I haven't actually told a whole lot of people, but there was a period of time where I was considering and I was trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with my business, which again now has landed with <clears throat> with single men and is actually about to expand outward toward um intimacy with couples uh but right now is just sort of focused on single men, but before i i I focused on that particular demographic, um I was thinking, <laughs> what if I just did full-on therapy coaching, right? Like you come in for an hour and you leave, that type of thing. And it would be exactly like therapy, except I'd just be dressed head to toe in latex.
2: It, it uh, That's interesting.
1: Because my thought is, <laughs> and we talk about all things kinky and perverse here, <laughs> as well as all things deep and spiritual. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all things deep I love this that's more really, and
1: more I love this more and more every time I do this I love it more uh, all but things how deep, much all more deep. how much more would you like how much how much more excited would you be to go to therapy if your therapist were sitting there in a latex catsuit and corset and thigh high boots
2: I mean the males and the bi-curious females I'm sure yes yes yes
1: that's pretty uh, much all I work with anyway
2: well, I mean, you could you could definitely get a probably a lot more buy-in from the husbands. So let me put it to you that way.
1: You'd be like, hey, babe, you don't to go to therapy again? God, didn't you just go this morning?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know where to go with that.
1: I think that's a really good business idea, though. I'm not gonna lie. If anybody steals it, I swear to God. Of course, I probably shouldn't have made it live for that. Yeah, if anyone well. steal it, but anyway, don't don't steal it. Don't be a douche. All right, so. So space and relationships. So I think this is something that is missed so freaking often. So we started out with, we started off with, you know, you don't actually need to be in a relationship. Do you guys know that? Do you know there's nothing wrong with staying single? Like, I know some people feel pressure about it, especially women, I think, feel pressure about it, Um, especially in, you know, your, your 30s or your 40s or your 50s um
2: it's part of the it's part of the discussion I'm hearing with males too third thirty mid thirties yeah, and on I yeah
1: that's what my clientele is usually 30, 40s, and fifties
2: i yeah. I think it's definitely something I've heard at the at the brewery i mean Asheville's very brewery focused so yeah. at the bar, so to speak I've heard that discussion that yeah. ma- males are starting to be like, well, I'm fifty and yes I haven't like had so, a- so
1: that's exactly the people who are my demographic. my clients come to me and they and I never tell anybody that they need to be in a relationship because flat out, you don't. That's not true.
2: Well, just give them a quick, you know, rundown with the, you said you work with single males, but what's your program? too? Yeah.
1: So I have a, I have an eight week uh, course that I've designed um, that really takes you from point A to point B. It, it works with people who, as I said, we're over the dating scene. They don't want to just, you know, have a, a quick lay or some good sex. They want the whole package. They want passion. They want companionship. You know, they're, they want, um, they want someone they can, they can really spend their lives with a lot of them are are, um, are affluent. They travel. They they're successful. They have businesses. You know their life is is good. But they don't want to be by themselves anymore. And a lot of them, you know, they're they're really afraid of ending up alone forever. They're really that's really their their pain point. They're in their again 30s, 40s, and 50s. They're not in their 20s anymore. They're you know f- afraid that they're not as desirable as they once were. They are f- afraid that there are not any good ones left. I hear that a lot. You know, all the good females are, are taken. I'm in my 40s. You know, anyone left is whatever. <laughs> everyone says something different. People say this all the time, but everyone says something different. So they'll say, you know, everyone's, everyone's married already or everybody left is, is crazy or, or doesn't want to commit or doesn't want children or doesn't want a family or isn't serious or things like that. And, um, and, and that's a really real pain, you know, when they sit in bed at night, lying awake and, and feeling fear that they're going to be there forever. They're going to be that way forever alone. So, <clears throat> so while, you know, for my personal beliefs, I have no, you know, I have no attachment. I don't tell people they need to be in relationships. Um, what I do is a process of self-discovery and mindset management that, Helps them see how they're holding themselves back from what they want. So, I don't tell people what to do with their lives. I don't give you, you know, even advice, really. It's not about that. There's something about what you're doing that's keeping you from what you want, which for these people is, you know, a lasting, you know, passionate, fulfilling relationship. And so, rather than, you know, tell you what you should be doing, because chances are you're not doing anything wrong, you're carrying unconscious beliefs that are blocking your shit up. You know, it's blocking you from the things that you're you you very clearly want. So, <clears throat> so it's very important. Um, you know, for me, I, I want to make it clear, you know, to this audience that while I have no I have no agenda for for people to be in in partnerships, but if that is what you want, um, you know, and and you're and you're not able to make it happen, then you're working against yourself. You know, and that's that's what you know, Josh and I talk about in this, um, in this show, we really want to bring to your awareness the things that people do unconsciously because your mind is, has a couple of different elements to it. There's a conscious mind, there's your thoughts, you know, and we talked about, you know, negative self-talk and um, where that sort of voice in your head is telling you your crap all day and stuff like that. Um, and this isn't really, you know, it's, it's, it's not really that. This, this is deeper than that. Um if it were just your thoughts, you know, you're smart people, you'd be able to change, you'd be able to you know make yourself think something different. The problem comes you know with with my clients um, is that there's something going on unconsciously, and the unconscious mind is vastly more powerful in your life than the conscious mind. The conscious mind is thoughts and academic learning and um, you know, setting goals and thinking positively and shit like that, and that makes you know. I don't know what would you say maybe 10% difference but but what you know but what's really going to act is these sort of underlying beliefs because they're they're motivated by fear. You know, there are very real fears that are keeping you single that you don't even realize you have and in my work I bring those to your awareness and then if you want to drop them you can because while they're unconscious they're out of your control but once they get in your control then you know you have you, you now have the chance, right? You have the choice to 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 engage in them or not. So it's a, in a way I'm kind of taking people off of autopilot, as I like to say. Yeah.
2: And obviously, there's, if you, I would, I would kind of suggest that if you're getting, you keep getting the same results over and over in your
1: relationships.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what Dominy is, is basic. relationship
1: patterns. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you always are in it for a few months and then you get bored or you can attract attractive women, but not women that you really, really want. And you always find yourself settling or, women are always end up being unfaithful or women always end up being crazy. You know, people, sort of that they, they attribute it to something else in their life. Um, I had an interesting experience this past week. I was at, um, you know, I was at a dance club and I started talking with this guy and he's this um, British kid and he's, a, he's a, a DJ in London. And he, you know, we started talking about what I do and I, I said, you know, just what I just said. And, uh, and he goes, he goes, oh yeah, my, he goes, my pattern is they're always crazy. And I go, oh, okay, well, that could be, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I sort of indicated that it was a pattern that he was actually creating. And he looked like I just slapped him in the face. And he goes, I always just assumed it was because I was a DJ. And the women I was around are, you know, just sort of seemed like maybe they'd be a little more crazy or they'd be a little more wild or whatever. And so, so it's so easy to attribute these things to our lives. And maybe there's some relation to the fact that he's a DJ, but but that's, that's part of what will draw him to being a DJ. You see what I mean? So there's all these different things sort of pulling things together.
2: Well, in that situation, and this is not, you know, I'm not directly commenting on that person, but in that situation, it could be that just as simple as, you know, the only people that he dates is in the club. And why, like, uh, you know, most normal, not normal people, most people would, would you know, when you get some elevation, I'm like, hey, maybe that's not the best place to search for a mate. So even though it's not, it is something to do with his situation, he still might not be making, he may be making slightly unconscious decisions that are getting him the same result. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And those unconscious decisions are what attracts him to those. Crazy. To the crazies. Right. Yeah. And so be aware of, and, and here's, the, here's the real bit of the whole thing. As long as he thinks it's, it's the fact that he's a DJ that's doing it, he is disempowered. He's a victim. With, well, he's a victim. It's which really means crazy. He cannot fix it. Right. Because it's now the it's the DJ scene's fault. Well, that's bullshit. Here's why that's bullshit. Because there are so many fucking people in the DJ scene. And yeah, maybe there are some certain types. But like, you know, I'd be kind of interested in DJing. That could be a place you could find me. I'm not the crazy, crazy girlfriend type. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the type of stuff you can sort of point to trends, and you can be like, oh, well, this is. This way and these courts of people are the people I'm around all the time and shit like that. And you're just like, you could tell yourself that if you want, and a lot of people do, and that's fine. But that will not, and I will guarantee you this, it will not solve your problem. Well, it's I
2: mean, you can make it you can make it musical taste based. Let's say, you know, I'm attracting these crazy people, but I mean, you could even say it's something kind of ridiculous, is like, well, I'm just not finding people that like classical music. Like, where are you dating? Like. At the club scene, like <laughs> <Yeah>. perhaps. Well, <laughs> that, that is not the pool of people so, that you're interested. Yeah,
1: so we're talking about two different things, and I, I want to make sure that they're both clear. Um, there is an element of real world application, but that's not where you start. Right. No, that's I. Really
2: important. No, i sorry. I didn't need to, to um, conflate the issue, but I, I do. What I'm getting at is that you're. Uh, Adding to your point that unconsciously you're choosing to continue to do the wrong things, whether you you intend to or not.
1: Right. That's all I
2: meant by not not obviously like, yeah, making... The problem external is just going to keep you victimized. Exactly. by the situation
1: because you know you're attributing it to something that's that's not you. And the fact of the matter is that if he were to let's say go through my eight week course and we find out exactly what it is that why he's attracted to the crazies and find out where this pattern started and what it means for him and how far reaching it is. By the way, this has effect in lots of areas of your life because what you're changing is you. So it's not just you know you the relationship world. It has it has really wide reaching effects. But if he goes through my course. You know, by the end of eight weeks, I mean, this shit is, this shit is powerful and it is successful. It is, you know, it, it works. Um, then by the end of those eight weeks, he may, you know, he will make those choices. And I swear to God, he will be, even if he doesn't do anything differently with his life, although that's one of the things we look at in the course, even if he doesn't change anything, he will run into the right woman and she will be sitting right there in the DJ club.
2: Well, to put it a different way, I feel like what would, at least with myself, inevitably, Even so, let's say I'm the DJ. Even if I go move careers, I'm still going to have the crazy show up in a completely different scenario. Unless I become more aware of my programming,
1: that's how. And that's how. Yeah, and that's exactly how we we continue to attract these these patterns, and we have no idea how. Right. And everyone does this. People like don't even feel badly about it. This every single person will do this, even if they're in very happy relationships. Patterns are are what our brain does. They're part of our our evolution. You your brain looks for patterns so that it can predict things and, and keep you safer.
2: Right. That's that very was, natural. Yeah. That was our, that was the reason why we have such, such strong, um, manifestations of our belief systems in our lives and that, and the patterns that they create.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really, it's really powerful. Shit. <laughs> well said. That's, that's why I like it. <laughs> um, so, so we wanted to talk about space. So, <clears throat> Um, so a lot of people get into relationships and there are these beliefs and how it should go, right? And I think we've talked about this. I think we talked um, maybe last week or the week before about how, um, uh, oh, and if, sorry, I keep talking about my, my program. If you're interested in finding out more, it's domineydrew.com is where, uh, is where you can read more about the actual course itself. So it's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y-D-R-E-W.com. And it's the same as the Twitter handle at domineydrew. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well now, actually, at Dominie Drew. So I'm consistent all the way around. Go sweet me. yes, branding branding. Um, so <clears throat> so that's um so that's uh, available for you, and you're also wel- welcome to ask me questions, and you're welcome to to tweet in live and ask anything that you want there at Dominie Drew on Twitter. So uh so prioritizing yourself. So so space and relationships, um, oh yeah, I said, you know, I think last week or the week before we talked about the belief of um how sex uh should always be good. Like if you're in love, the sex will automatically be good. That may have been something that I posted about and not that we discussed here, but it is a very, very, very dangerous myth <laughs> because you tend to think, oh, I love this girl so much. She's so great. Why isn't the sex better? There are so many reasons why the sex may not be good and they are pretty much all fixable. So, um, don't panic about stuff like that. You know, seek help. Um, call me, give me all the details, draw seek me some help. pictures.
2: <laughs> I love that. You're, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. you know? If you love her in the sex like it, you're
1: crazy.
2: <laughs> no, it's not at all.
1: <laughs> no, but a lot of people think it is, man. It's like, Oh yeah, we love each other. So it should be amazing all the time. It's like, well, especially with guys, man. Guys get anxious easily.
2: Yeah, we're very, very um, sensitive creatures. Very really sensitive
1: creatures. And please don't take offense at that. That's, that's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. Because if you're not sensitive, you can't feel anything.
2: So well, that's important. Well, and and I noticed with myself, <laughs> the more pressure you put in, there's typically the the worst thing, it makes things worse. It makes so
1: things- a, such an important thing. Can you say that again?
2: <laughs> the more pressure that you put on yourself. So I, you know, I love this girl. I, you know, why isn't the sex good instantly? I'm, you know, really stressing myself out and I'm focusing not necessarily on the solution, but on the problem right mm-hmm. there. Like I'm like, Oh, the sex is not good. Sex. And that's really the consistent theme of, of that self dialogue <laughs> or negative self-talk like we talked about. Yeah. So, um, it, it, Exacerbates the issue,
1: it really does. And and the slightest thing, you know, I uh, I know stories of guys who, um, who uh, can't perform with their with their partners because they love them so much. Like literally, they love them so much that they're so worried about disappointing them that they can't perform. And then that started causing problems in the relationship.
2: No, that's what I was gonna say. Is like you've got a recipe for you know an ED cocktail there, you know, erectile mm-hmm. dysfunction cocktail. When when yeah. you start placing you know expectations and stress of that you're you know that you're doing something wrong that they're doing something you know just really just focusing on the negative mm-hmm. um and and you will talk I'm sure more about you know solutions but but that's the that's the easy route to go is like oh god this thing is not working absolutely this thing this thing this thing this bad thing and that's all you at least with myself i have i've been very prone to do that in my relationships
1: yeah yeah in everything i mean again that's how the, that's part of how the brain works um evolutionarily there's um we're we're geared toward looking out for the negative you know we're geared toward um okay well, well what's wrong because that's what we needed to do to survive remember nothing has happened evolutionarily in 10,000 years and that's as old as our culture in any real format is so we're still the same creatures
2: well we we you know arguably in the past couple like maybe 100 years is really where we started to make more of a transition away from, like, literally having to fight to the death for survival. So, you know, that served us very well. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the past 50, it's not been a very real, like,
1: Yeah, thing. I mean, this is so new, you guys. Yeah.
2: I mean, we, we're, so what I'm getting at is <laughs> very, in, very kind of ineloquently, you know, 100 years ago, we basically needed animal instincts to survive. Yes, that, and and that's not necessarily serves us in our modern life, right? And that's speaking to your point. That's why we're we're constantly searching for that that negative, mm-hmm. um, survival. Like, oh God, is this going to kill me? Mm-hmm. Oh God, is this going to kill me? Yes. Oh God. And like, and that's not a very you know enlightened or <laughs> I mean, self led way. It's, to it's, approach it's very things.
1: primal, but it's effective and it's perfect for what it is. Because if you weren't looking out for danger, then you get stepped on by the mammoth or eaten by the saber-toothed tiger, or, you know, all those other things, which were very real threats for most of our, you know, h- humankind's existence.
2: Yeah, I mean, even as simple as, like, the Industrial Revolution, like, if you weren't really careful, the fucking machines chopped your head off. <laughs> like, for real. Like, yeah. that was a thing, you know, Yeah, so, looking for
1: cars. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it, exactly. it takes all these different forms, but it's still there.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the world is, world has been a dan- very, very dangerous place. Yes. it's It's... Again, coming back to balance, both.
1: arguably still is in a lot of ways.
2: Uh, well, I wasn't going to go there. A different
1: show.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I mean,
2: it's easy. Again, we could we could really find a lot of negative things to focus on. That's not the the I shouldn't say the point, but that's not. Um, I think you're all really good at finding
1: negative things. <laughs> that's what we're trying to. We, yeah. That's established. You're already good at that. You're great at that. No, but it's true. And and, and in a world where you know our, our for the most part our lives are not threatened on a daily basis. Thanks be to whatever's out there. Um and and so now we Cthulhu. Why?
2: Huh? Cthulhu. Thanks be to Cthulhu.
1: Cthulhu. <laughs> Spaghetti monster. <laughs> <That's fine>. Thanks.
2: <laughs> or whatever other deity. Praise Zenu. <laughs> praise Z- <laughs> Z- I have exorcised the body theme. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's one I feel like we can sort of get away with making fun of. You like,
1: know? Yeah. Oh, I will make fun of that all fucking day long. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, don't, I, I, I do not care who who insults because you need to look at yourself. You need to look at your damn self. No,
2: we've we've had this, and this is, you know, we're not going to pick apart anybody's, you know, whatever belief system.
1: Unless around. it's that, in which case, <laughs> consider yourself fair fucking game. <laughs> well, that's fine where, you know, like, if you... Do you want to talk about what Xenu is so people know? Her
2: yeah, name? so Scientology, Um, I think most people are starting, it's starting to become in the public purview that that Xenu is some, I don't even know, like...
1: Lizard God?
2: He, yeah, like, the, sort of Satan-esque, like I'm getting the shit. Yeah. So this is Scientology's mythology is that millions of years ago, Xenu, this evil alien. It's an alien. It's just it's straight up alien. Yeah. <clears throat> um and I think he is kind of a goddish type creature. A demigod. There's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. Dino is a demigod, and somehow there's these body thetans that you need to exercise. And they're effectively like small emotional demons that you have to have. Con- you have You to pay Scientology constantly for to <laughs> literally exercise. Okay. You hold a fucking, can- like, you hold cans that are connected to a like a little um, electronic voltage meter, and however you feel, they, and, and so there is, so the thing that is, I will comment on, is that there is, because you are supposed to be bringing up Traumatic and or you know just poignant things in your life. There's a component of people do get relief from this uh, clearing activity with the actual um, yeah. That's just
1: general basic awareness, bringing your awareness to it and then letting it go. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Like, Which is great. It, well, and it, it's that part of that um, very valid process of the more that you speak about something, it starts to lose some of its charge. Yes.
1: Yeah, self s- self awareness and that process of what am I trying to say? Um, self-discovery.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, and just, you know, if you, if you never talk about something, there's, there's very, very...
1: It doesn't move, y'all.
2: Yeah, it's very unlikely. Okay, wait, I'm gonna,
1: not letting this go, though. All right, one more. I threw this this <laughs> paragraph. Oh, okay, so Xenu. So this is on fucking Wikipedia. Xenu was, according to Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard, who I believe said that he could make a religion... What was a line from him?
2: Everybody should start a religion. It's a great way to get rich. It's a very, it's a very, you know, inaccurate paraphrasing, but that's the gist yeah. of what he said.
1: Yeah. And there was something kind of similar where it was just like um uh he bet someone that he could create a religion and then did so. Oh, I'm sure. He's, he and he his literally like he's a
2: sci, a sci, uh, he had severe, like Lynch? genuine mental health issues. And part of this a part of Dianetics, the famous book that the E meter, that's the stupid. Oh, yeah! thing you held the cans and is connected to it a... so go on with Zenu though okay. before we go
1: it's a xeno there's so much crazy to unpack there's so much crazy i'm just like it's like christmas uh the dictator of the galactic confederacy <laughs> who 75 million years ago brought billions of his people to earth by the way no okay okay there were not billions of people on the earth 75 million years ago there were five billion people on the Earth in 1950.
2: Where where did the where did the pyramids come from, there, Naomi? Mean, aliens.
1: No, there were people, just not billions of people. <laughs> and also, they weren't they weren't erected 75 million. People. Sorry,
2: I've just been watching the History Channel, so, you know, they they have okay. those shows. <clears throat> like,
1: All right, so Zeno brought billions of his people to Earth. I'm not pronouncing what Earth was called back in the day in a DC8-like <laughs> spacecraft. Wait, there's more stacked them around volcanoes, and killed them with hydrogen bombs.
2: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Like, why did they stand there? Just, like, why did they— Don't st- even—just don't do,
1: stop. Just don't even— how, Stacking? Okay. Official Scientology scriptures hold that the thetans, immortal, thetan. immortal spirits of these aliens, adhere, adhere to humans causing spiritual harm. Demons, So that—oh, thetans. I'm so sorry. Thetans. No, demons. <laughs> Damons. demons, Damons. devil. Well,
2: you know, we, we have a hard time. Like we have, that's very relatable in America anyways, but that's literally like, so mythology typically is hundreds, if not thousands of years in the past. So it's a little bit easier for like that far removed accounts of like crazy shit. To, like, well, you know, that sounds a little implausible. 75 million years ago. But this shit is like, I mean... This is not John Smith, even that you know had the magic scene tablet and came up with Mormonism. Oh yeah, scene tablet, which was a, Although, fu- a fucking rock.
1: We could maybe all right, but we won't. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> oh, we could. sorry, I didn't
2: mean to offend Mormons. But what I was getting at is that that's even a couple of of um, what's the word? Generations removed from us. So maybe he saw something and wrote something down that was very poignant. I'm I'm going to give you guys that, but this is a Unhinged, mentally unstable sci-fi writer that Who has
1: literally said <laughs> that he would create a religion
2: based on a bet. And,
1: and, and at that point, even if, even you know if, what, y'all? You're on your own. Yeah. That Ooh. that more than the believability of it. Because I don't give a shit about the believability of your of your faith. That is irrelevant. Okay. And if it is effective for you, that is fucking fabulous. But if you believe that type of shit to be real with that much physical evidence to the contrary then I think personally I think that you're beyond faith and I think that there's you know there's a whole different but anyway I'm going to have praise you boo my 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 call line on here
2: yeah, all of a sudden, all kinds of Scientologists are gonna. You know, you've just got like you're
1: like storm at. Well, I just get you.
2: <laughs> They're crazy. They will like ha, you. Just have active surveillance. Like
1: that was him. I didn't call you crazy. That was Josh. <laughs> His address is. <laughs> are you gonna
2: dox me? Really? That's a thing now. He's
1: like, man, fuck you. I was I was riffing on your shit. Wow,
2: I mean, they know our names. Like this is <laughs> this is people that hire you know PIs, tell uh-huh. people. All right, let's go on with our some relationships. Yeah. Stuff.
1: So, relationships, how about that shit? Uh, sex and porn and... Fucking. A fucking and other good things. Praise new. Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> losing yourself. All right, but this is, to be losing fair... Losing
2: yourself in Scientology. Is losing
1: yourself the- in relationships can be just as bad as losing yourself in cult religions. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> losing yourself in relationships. All right. Legit, though, you guys, this sucks. Okay, it is really awful. I have a lot of people that, are, that have a really hard time with this. They would rather stay single, but they're like defensively single. Like, I don't need a fucking relationship. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's something there. Because if you were just calmly like, you know what? I don't think I'm really interested in having a relationship. And there's, there's no energy to it. That just means you're not interested in having a relationship. But as this being my field, I've done this for 15 years. I can recognize pretty quickly you know, little subtle forms of defense. And that's, that's one of them. So you can keep an eye out for that. If you're like, man, fuck women. I don't want to be in a, I I don't want to be tied down, all those sorts of shit. But like, you're kind of crying into your Cheerios at night. Right. Or you're eating Cheerios at night.
2: For no, for like multiple bowls.
1: Like many bowls. <laughs> and not like putting maybe, fruit in Maybe them. you're just fucking like Cheerios, Dominique. <laughs> Why are you judging people? I'm super judgy. <laughs> 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 All right, fine. Ease your fucking Cheerios. But if you're crying into your Cheerios.
2: <laughs> if you're eating your feelings. If you're, uh, if if you're each bite masturbating of your
1: and using tears as lube, <laughs> then you should maybe look well, at some. Well, took a
2: dark turn.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, welcome to Radical Intimacy, where you take a dark turn.
2: Oh, oh. Um, that just sounds like
1: anal. Oh. 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 Variety is the spice oh. of life. <laughs> And other proper responses that you have when people mention <laughs> anal. All right, <clears throat> so <clears throat> focus up, focus up, Dark Star. Okay, no, too easy. <laughs>
2: it's like it's like all I can, all I think of um, when you say Dark Star is like the the port um, the old school Star Trek portals that look like buttholes, like the doors would go would. It would be an iris.
1: we like shoot.
2: You have, shoot buttholes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Space butthole. That's door. that's the
1: sound that mine makes. Shoot, shoot, shoot.
2: Depending on your fear level, yes, I think that's
0: a real
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: oh my god! I think we just lost everybody. Yeah, but... <laughs> come
1: back, guys. Come back. We'll we'll, we'll it's it's fine. We'll <laughs> we'll put sorry. <laughs> So first we first we alienated all the uh, Scientologists. <gasps> Do you like what I did there? Ba-bom. Come on, that was good. It was pretty. Damn Come on, good. can I get an amen? Can someone tweet to me on that? That was like pretty fucking good. Praise Zenu. I just ate like that was a good joke. Praise Zenu. Um, bless their hearts. I can't believe I'm not getting more love on Twitter for that. That was super clever. Fuck all y'all. I know when I'm funny. I think I'm funny. <laughs> That's all that counts, right? Uh, yeah,
2: honestly, yes. It kind of <laughs> is. There's a certain level of that that I think we all need to get more. It's the childlike. Like kids, you know, just like
1: spin uh, around. I blame it, that kind of humor on children. <laughs> well, honestly,
2: though, like oh, I'm actually trying to make a point that, that there's, and I'm not, <laughs> that there's when kids are like spinning around in a circle and they're just having the ball. And you're like, why the fuck are you doing that? Like, it's like there's no. <laughs> why it's would you think not, that when
1: you looked at a child that was spinning around having a ball? Well, <laughs> so jaded.
2: Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe that's my perspective. I'm saying more about myself here, but just kind of whatever it is, with some completely ridiculous behavior. But yeah. they're having a ball. You're like, oh my goodness, like that's doesn't matter what you think of them. Like I'm having a fucking ball, dude. Like whatever <laughs> yeah. you're thinking on oh, you. Yeah. That's your problem. Yeah, no,
1: like, that whole like dance like nobody's watching type yeah, of thing. Exactly. Praising you. Which I think is fucking great. Um, so so losing yourself in relationships, we, we, we call enmeshment, okay? If you are enmeshed in someone, it means that you kind of start losing the boundaries between um, who you are and who the other person is. So where you end and the other person begins, right? So a lot of ways that you can, and we'll talk more about this because we're getting close to our time. Uh, this is actually a pretty good con- uh, uh, topic. Um, but enmeshment... Um, enmeshment is really about sort of losing yourself in the other person. And there's a couple of ways that you may um, be able to tell this is happening. So <clears throat> there's a couple of misconceptions. Let me start with some misconceptions about enmeshment. Um, people get into relationships and believe, fucking hell, that you have to do everything together. Okay? You do not need to do everything with your partner. Okay? I
2: would if, suggest you shouldn't do
1: everything. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for sustainability, you need to have your space <laughs> Okay. You have to have room to be you. Otherwise you're, you're compromising and there's compromising relationship. It's not that, but, but you're compromising so much all the time that you're just not even, um, you're not even able to, to find yourself anymore. Okay. So that's one uh, misconception is the belief that you need to do everything together. And the next one, um, is feeling like you need the other person to complete you.
2: Or you're not complete without them. Or
1: you're not complete without them, okay? Um, You know, it's a joking thing, and it's not like a major pet peeve of mine, but people who call their significant others their better half or my other half, you know, I wouldn't do it. Right. You know, my boyfriend looks at me and says, you know, my other half, I'm like, why aren't you a whole? (laughs) Am am I one and a half now? Because I'm I'm good on my own. Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean that I don't want to be in a relationship.
2: And we're not, again, but it doesn't we're not, mean I don't have to be. We're not picking on people that, that are using that, uh, you know, kind of thoughtlessly. We're talking about the idea behind.
1: Yeah. And also, like, completely. be aware of your words. Indeed. You know, you're saying shit like that, that, that puts the energy out there. You know, maybe that's something that you truly believe and maybe it's not. But I would I would challenge you that you believe it on some level or you probably wouldn't say it. Well, just get curious around it. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, just, Check that out. Does that work for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so that's another misconception. Feeling like you need the other person to complete you. Um, feeling uh, needing the other to be your everything all the time. Okay. Well, I'm sad and I need to be comforted, and so I need you here to do that right now. Well, maybe the other person's traveling or is in a really great mood and doesn't, you know, can't play support or is also struggling and can't be supportive for you right now. You need to be able to be who you are. If the other person compliments you, that's great. But if they complete you, that's the red flag. Okay? And then the last misconception, so that's the third misconception, needing the others to be your everything all the time. And the last one is having to like each other every minute of every day that you're together.
2: Not, that's not a thing.
1: That's not a thing. And we're talking sustainability here, folks. Obviously, in those early months, you know, or weeks or days, I mean, shit, I have fallen in love and I mean in love in eight hours. Right. With without a doubt, he and I were both in. Boom, you know. Eight hours later, we were like, you know, it looked like we'd been together for years, and that's great. You know, fall in love whenever you can is kind of my, you know, why the fuck not, right? <laughs> why would I say no to that? So that's really great. But having, but 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 if you want to if you want to sustain, if you want to make it longer, then you need to, you know, there needs to be some some good some give and take.
2: Well, it's this. It is. I think it is really important to talk about that. Because, nobody cares what you think. Okay,
1: right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> you out over here. Um, but seriously, <laughs> nobody cares.
2: Probably not. Um, I care what I think. Just isn't just, that just what we're talking in, about? Honestly, he's almost I care. done. <laughs> I I care what I think, so it really doesn't matter what you. Who gave
1: <laughs> this guy a microphone? You what? did specifically. Why does, why does he have a platform?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> so talking about, um, God, you just made me lose my thought. <laughs> evil bitch. <laughs> uh, I really don't know where I was going with that. Go You're on. Welcome. Go on. <laughs> Get your way. I <laughs> don't care.
1: I had no way. It was News way. Um, no, I, we, we will come back. He'll think about that. He always, he always, he always finds something to talk about. Incessantly, all the time.
2: It's probably true. That's what my children think. So I, there's some truth to
1: that. <laughs> oh, yes. And five year olds have a really great grasp on reality. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. There's a, there's 11 year old now. That's a little all scary. Right,
1: she's probably right. Um, so those are the misconceptions about enmeshment. And, and uh, sorry, not misconception about enmeshment, misconceptions about a relationship and how a relationship should be. We talked about shitting and shitting all over other people and shitting all over yourself. <laughs> Um, that are actually enmeshment. Okay, so the belief that you need to do everything together. Okay, um, the the belief that the feeling like you need the other person to complete you in some way, uh, needing the other to be your everything all the time, and having to like each other every single minute. None of these are 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 healthy relationships. These are enmeshed. So, how do you know that you're enmeshed? Okay, uh, not if you're not prioritizing your needs. OK, not to say that, like, life is all about you. For God's sake, stop taking selfies and look around in life. OK, that is a pet peeve, which I'm actually thinking I'm going to do a, a segment on. It's going to be like Domini's pet peeves every week. And selfie sticks are going to be a really fucking big one. In fact, the whole segment might just be me talking and ranting about selfie sticks okay. and how they represent everything that is wrong with our culture.
2: Right, right. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but seriously i'm not kidding like that's that's gonna be a long one so buckle in for that bitches
2: fasten your condoms
1: <laughs> slip one on <laughs> be safe make it two. because <laughs> this is gonna be a doozy you're about to get raped what what, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> no surprise <laughs> <laughs> so so not prioritizing your own needs okay yes it is not all about you um most of the time. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always about you, Josh. I, I'm talking to like. Let's get to some solutions though, if we can. Oh, yeah, I do want to get to some solutions. All right. <clears throat> okay, so how do you know you're in mesh? So if you're not prioritizing your needs, um, if you're starting to be like, oh, yeah, honey, we can go roller skating again today, that's great. And what you really want to do is, you know, go play paintball with your friends. All right, where's that line of compromising and, and prioritizing yourself? Because at some point, if you keep compromising, 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 or like being like, I'm in love, I want to do everything with her. Okay, but where are you in this? Because if you don't show up in your relationship, then you don't have one. Right. And I can promise you that too.
2: It's just you cease to be attract you start to lose your attraction because you are not a fully whole person. Right. right. Use your talk about your better half thing. Right. I mean, that's genuinely like you just you you are an amorphous blob at some point if you're not careful.
1: Yeah. It's true <laughs> if though. You,
2: if you just keep going You down
1: start that. blending into a relationship and then you get bored. Yeah. Because it's not two people with with varied interests that are coming together. It's like this sort of amorphous blob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense to everybody, but I can picture that perfectly in my head. Well, um, yeah,
2: emotionally blending together to where there's there's no definition. Exactly,
1: exactly. Um, uh, so another way to know that you're enmeshed if you are a lo- at a loss of what to do when you're alone. You, mu- I should be you. You might be enmeshed if. <laughs> yeah. You might be a redneck if. You might be enmeshed if you spent 10 minutes alone and honest to God can't think of something that you would like to do with your life. Right. Okay. Come on, you're a person. I know you like your person you and your other person, and that's great, but who are you? You need to be a person when you're alone, okay? Um, you might be enmeshed if you are thinking exclusively of the other, okay? Um, if all of your thoughts, you know, of course, lots of your thoughts, especially in the honeymoon phase, will be taken up. And hopefully a fair amount of your thoughts are taken up with your partner, you know, in general. But if you are thinking exclusively of the other, then it's going to lead us into the next one, which is using your significant other to avoid your own life. Bam. Mic drop. Okay? So you think that you're being, you know, this and this is common. <laughs> this happens. You think you're being, um, what, uh, charitable and loving to the other, but really you're losing yourself in them. So you don't have to deal with being you. Okay. Uh, you might be enmeshed if you're losing sight of who you are. What do you love to do? Do you remember? Are you only thinking about roller skating and, you know, rock climbing with her because that's what she likes to do. And maybe you like to do other things. You might be enmeshed if, you are beginning to deprioritize prioritize your own goals and ambitions. I don't think deprioritize is the word, but I couldn't think of a better one. So you get the gist.
2: You don't put strategery to your goals. You need to have
1: Uh around I think that, that nuclear? Sounds, that sounds-ish. Nuclear strategery?
2: Yeah. that's de- Deprioritize, I mean, that could be a thing. It's, <laughs>
1: it it's close be.
2: enough. Nobody would have noticed. I, you I know it. if I hadn't said anything. <laughs> God
1: damn it. That sucks. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. If, if you're, you know, let's say you were super ambitious, you know, you wanted to, uh, you know, start a, a tech business and you wanted to create apps and you want to do all this shit. And then you met this chick, and yeah, you love her a whole lot. And all of a sudden, you haven't done that in quite some time. You haven't fa- you haven't followed your passions. You haven't, you know, fed yourself with that. Um, that's a big sign. Uh, and the last one is you might be enmeshed if you're doing all the same things and not having any of your own passions individually. All right, um, so, so what to do? So you're right, solution is the biggest part. So um, here's a couple of exercises that I'm recommending. We just have a few minutes here. Um, so I'm just gonna read this out to you. Check this out. Take some time to yourself. If you think that you might be losing yourself in a relationship, and it doesn't always need to be a romantic relationship. It could be with your friends or your family. Um, but when you're blending with someone else, right? Take some time to yourself to figure out or remember what it is that you love, okay? Here's an exercise to help you do that when you're alone, when you're alone sometime, take 15 minutes, okay, by yourself and write about things that you love, okay? It can be in list format or you can write in depth or whatever, but look at general things that you enjoy, okay? Um, While you're writing this, have some self-awareness and as you're writing the list, look at which things light you up authentically without any effort whatsoever, okay? That's important. Don't edit them or put things in that you feel you should enjoy or your mother would like you to do or watch for tendencies of people pleasing or things that you know, you know, other people would want you to do. Focus just on yourself. Um, if you're alone in a room, what is it that lights you up? Okay. And then, and that will come effortlessly from within. Okay. There will be no, um, you won't have to make it happen. One thing will just excite you and let yourself be surprised. It may not be what you think it is. All right. And then once you discover those things, let's say you've, you know, you really like being around animals. Okay. I don't know. Um, Boundaries and communication are step two. First, figure out what you want. Second of all, assert it. Okay. Once you figure out what it is that you need to feed your spirit, communicate that to your partner and make space in your life to do that. All right. Once you do that, you're going to need boundaries to put those in place and you're going to need to prioritize that time. Okay. It's going to take some, it may take some discipline. All right, to prioritize yourself. And as you learn, of course, it'll get easier with time. So, so communicate to your partner. You know, it turns out I really like animals. I'm going to go volunteer at the Humane Society for two hours a week. Um, This is my, my me time. It's really important that I do that. And if she's, you know, he or she is supportive of that, that's great. And if not, you may need to say, listen, this is important to who I am. And if you, if you love me, we're going to need to, to make that work. And then, and then use some discipline and, and, and make it help, make it happen for yourself. You know, don't expect someone else to, um, you know well it's just, it's just hard to make it happen man whatever this is who you are okay you need to feed that shit it's important
2: well she's going to find you more attractive if you do this
1: yes and if you're
2: you're going to find yourself more attractive either.
1: exactly and if you, and as soon as you feel more attractive boy people start lining up so if you're single you know that's the way to really to really start rocking that any other last notes on that
2: no um just gotta probably yeah wrap it up
1: good all right, great. Been fantastic talking with you. I'm Domini Drew. This is my co-host, Josh Maduri. You can find me at Drew.com or at Dominique drew on Twitter or Instagram. And we will be around next week. Same time, same place.
0: Awesome being with you guys. Take care.